gentlemen, this is the Chris and Juso Anything OU podcast. Today we have my main man, Drew England, and our guest today, a very special guest, Dimitri Flowers. How you guys doing? Good. Happy to have uh, Dimitri on. Yeah, I'm good, man. Trying to trying to make it through the snow, through this uh, little chilly weather. That's awesome. Well, welcome, Dimitri. We're really happy to have you. You were a all Big 12 fullback, H-back, running back, played for Oklahoma 2014 through the 2017 and I'm just going to jump right into questions. Talk about your, uh, how you were an, an, you were early enrollee at OU. What was that like? And how were those workouts with Smitty? Yeah. So <clears throat> coming in, coming into OU, uh, I actually started, I was committed to Boise State, uh, committed uh, the May b- before my senior year of high school, I'm pretty sure. Um, and, you know, was committed to them about five, six months and got a phone call from Bob in November that I had got the offer. So, um, you know, it was kind of a no brainer type of thing. You don't really say no to Oklahoma. Um, so I made that switch and I asked them if uh, en- enrolling early was something they wanted me to do because I took summer school classes to, to do that for Boise. Um, and, you know, I think it was, I was talking to Coach Gundy um, and he said, absolutely, you know, the earlier the better. And, so I stayed on that same track, got to Norman in January, um, was still 17 when I, when I enrolled. So I was a little young pup, um, getting thrown right into the fire with Smitty workouts. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, uh, that, that's, that's quite an awakening for, uh, for a freshman, yet alone one that's, that's kind of alone with not a lot of other people in his signing day class. Um, and, you know, all the stories you see, the, the, those are just scratching the surface, you know, it's, uh, it's a uh, it's a whole different animal with him, you know. I, I was blessed to have him all four years. Um, he, he's he's a great guy. I mean, he wants nothing but the best for his players. He's going to get nothing but the best out of his players, um, but he's going to work you. Uh, there's no there's no other way to put it. Is, is he's going to try and break you down and and see what you're made of? And, and I mean, those those things were hard. It, it was tough to get through those. Yeah, I think a lot of people they look at the physical side of it, you know breaking you down, getting you stronger and all that stuff. But I think mentally is where you really gain the edge with Smitty because he, you know, in, in the fourth quarter, in those tough games, mentally is where you need to be sharp. And I think that's where, you know, I've heard he's done a great job with, with preparing guys, not only physically, but, but the mental side of it too. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was the biggest thing. You know, anyone can just get in a gym and go lift every day and, and get bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. But, you know, it's it, it's a mindset with Smitty, especially you know he, he he's strict. You know if you're walking from from place to place, even if you're jogging a light jog, almost he's gonna get on to you. You know you you got to keep going until you feel like you can't give anything else. Um, and so, like I said, the four quarter workouts is is kind of what they used to be. You know everything was broken up that way you know you warm up first quarter other stuff you know moving on and the fourth quarter was always some sort of conditioning occasionally throwing an overtime in there and uh you know you don't make your time you you restart you know you drop a med ball you you restart so I mean it, it's a no strict policy and it's gonna it's gonna build you yeah um have you gotten a chance to talk to any of these newcomers or, or anything like that and, and uh be able to encourage them and share some stories with them and just, you know, like, we're, like you're sharing with us and what, what that, what has that been like? Yeah, no, not really. Um, honestly, I'm kind of busy with school right now. Uh, I do go up to the facility and lift, but you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of free time. Um, still need to reach out to my guy B, uh, talk to him, see how everything's going, see how, how he's handling the workouts. But, um, you know, really it's, it's kind of just been 
snow sledding. Um, I saw I saw Smitty talk to him, so it was always good to catch up to him. Um, but you know, I'm excited to uh, to get up there and, and you know, kind of let them know. Yeah. So, um, you know, we know the 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 athletic side of it, and we see it on the field and stuff like that. But talk about what it means to be a student athlete at the University of Oklahoma. What's like that day to day type of type of thing? Kind of break that down for some of our viewers and listeners that may not, you know, understand mm-hmm. just the just the the grind and the load that you guys carry. Yeah. So. Uh, typical, typical in-season day, you know, um, wake up, have a lift, you know, lifting groups are six or seven, um, somewhere around that time, uh, you get your lift in, shower up, you know, you go to, you go to any tutoring, you go to, you go to any, you know, academic advising classes, anything of that nature, um, just to focus on your schoolwork, uh, you go to classes, whatever classes you have, and, you know, all that kind of goes into about, one o'clock and then special teams meeting at 1 30 position meetings team meeting in between uh get on the field stretch about three three fifteen. practice from four to six um anywhere around there uh get out go to dinner uh I, finally by the time you're rolling home you know it's pretty close to seven eight o'clock and that's that's if you don't have treatment um you know, if you don't have to get treatment after after practice, uh, if you do, add another hour. And, you know, sometimes during the season when you're pretty banged up, you don't get home till, you know, almost 8, 9, 10. And, um, and then you just wake up and kind of do it over again. Yeah. And so um, I, I, I and it's 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 amazing how, you know, divi- especially Division One athletes and guys that are at, at big time programs like Oklahoma and stuff like that, just the 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 amount of time and the, and, the, and the work that you guys put in, not only on the field, but off the field with your studies and everything like that, what would be the one thing that you would encourage maybe an athlete that is maybe watching this or, or something like that to, uh, you know, to leave, leave them with? Um, really take school seriously. Um, at, at the end of the day, obviously, I know a lot of, a lot of players do go to certain schools to play football, but you got you got to think about you're getting an opportunity to earn an extremely well degree. You know they can give you a, a lot of things after you're done playing. You know football doesn't last forever. Um, that's one thing that I did. I'm, I built a lot of connections academically. Um, I took my my schools and my studies seriously, and it ultimately led me to getting into law school here at OU. Um, so I mean that, that's one thing I don't regret, and that's one thing I would preach is you know you have to take school seriously, or else you kind of setting yourself up for you know after after your playing days what was it like playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever come to the University of Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield and do you have like your favorite Baker story or just one when someone's like hey you play with Baker like what's the first thing that comes to mind oh man you know it's hard to it's hard to bottle everything up in one sitting (laughs) Baker's is probably the most competitive guy that I played with um he hates to lose he has a fierce mindset fierce mentality he's, he's one of the hardest workers as well um and obviously everyone knows the story of what he's had to overcome but he it was so fun playing for a charismatic guy like that you know everyone rallied around him on the field he led the chart you don't see a lot of quarterbacks getting in fights on the field or you know talking shit or you know stuff like that but he he was one that you know when you see that from from your 
starting quarterback, obviously that that makes the entire team fired up and, and you know, want to go out there even more. Not that we weren't already, but it just gave us an extra edge. Uh, probably my funniest, my, I mean, as bad as it sounds is uh, <laughs> hearing all the uh, all the talk and stuff during the Kansas game in 2017. <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I mean, if you were going to go there, but yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I can't. I can't say what he was saying. <laughs> I can't say what he was saying, but it, that was a that was a, a funny game to spectate. Let's put it that way. And yeah. after the game, did you guys ever be like walk up to him or at halftime or after the game in the locker room, be like, bro, like what was that, or was that just that was Baker? You no, that, 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 that that's. I mean, he went far. He got he got in trouble for it, obviously, but you know that's that's just that Kansas was also doing some stuff too. That yeah, uh, it, I, mean, uh, I might I might have done the same thing. But. Yeah, well, even – and it's weird because to have a kind of like a – I don't want to call it a rivalry because they have to win every once in a while. You know, it's not like, you know, Texas where we lose to them, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, I had to throw that one in there. But yeah, uh, it's, it's it's funny because th- that year kind of started a little, you know, chippiness with Kansas and, you know, even last year and things like that and stuff. And so that was kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, a weird little like yeah. rivalry kind of you know, I don't want to call it hatred, but it's a, it's a, it's a thing where they just, you know, they don't like us because, you know, we beat them so much, I guess, but uh, you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. So Dimitri, you came from a football atmosphere just growing up. It sounds like your father, Eric played for the Steelers, for the Texans, for the St. Louis Rams, the Falcons. And when it was time, were you ready to hang it up and move on to law school? And was law school something that when you were getting your sports management degree that you like, oh, man, like I would love to pursue this after I hang it up? Or was that just something that like you woke up one day and you're like, man, like, let's try this out. See where this takes me. Um, no, not really. Uh, you know, going through I knew uh, I had no clue what I want to do after football, but I knew a business degree would be something of ex- extremely usefulness, you know, when it when it came to it um and then as far as is hanging it up after uh it really really was just kind of weird process um I played you know what everyone calls as a fullback in the NFL and there's not a lot of teams that use that so kind of got uh limited opportunities and and you know it I mean I'm got cut after making an active roster and I was the last fullback on the roster so they went into the season without a fullback so I mean that kind of just goes to show you that not everybody needs slash wants one. Um, so at that point, it kind of, it kind of was, you know, all right. I just need to. I don't want to sit around here and, and chase chase this dream for years when I can be setting my life up for something something better. And um, obviously, it was tough to hang it up. I still still love the game, obviously, but I uh, felt like it was time for me to find find something else to put a passion in. And and you know. Um, just kind of got the urge to go to law school. Like I said, I had those academic connections and reached out to some people and, and sure enough, it worked out to where I got to visit and then, you know, had to study, take the LSAT, do all that good stuff. And, you know, a couple of years later, here we are. That's, that's awesome. And I think, uh, you know, for those of us who, who know that about you and, and just, just your, uh, your, you know, fortitude to go and, 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 and reach for something, you know, that difficult. Cause we, before we, we got on here and, and recorded. We talked a little bit about it. You said, you know, hey, just got to get those studies. And then, you know, I was like, getting my undergrad was hard enough. I can't imagine going after a law degree, but that is, that's really ambitious. And, and kudos to you for, for reaching for, 
you know, something, something big because that, that, you know, not a lot of people will, will, you know, stay at it that long. Cause there's only two types. I mean, it's lawyers and doctors and it's, you know, it's a lot of school, a lot of working hard and stuff like that. And so, man, that is, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it really is. Um, it's, it's extremely tough, but, you know, I find satisfaction in knowing that, that I did it. Um, and so that, you know, not a lot of people expect former athletes of, of a high level to, you know, just jump into law school out of all things. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been extremely rewarding and I'm definitely proud of this accomplishment that I've got um, and how far I've come and, you know, still how far I have to go. Yeah, for sure. So we kind of asked this question, you know, with a lot of the, the former players and some athletes that we bring on, but, uh, you know, you didn't get to experience the NIL like some of these guys are doing now. What are your thoughts on NIL and, and how that's a game changer and, and even in the transfer portal and stuff like that, too? Yeah. We just want to get your thoughts on, on all that that's, that's going on um, here, you know, starting last year and now kind of, you know, it's seemingly like the wild, wild west right now. So absolutely. Um, you know, with the with the transfer portal, I, I I'm kind of, I have kind of mixed feelings about it um because i but isn't there isn't the new rule that you, you get one free transfer with no penalty or something like that which yeah i don't i don't really i'm not that type of guy i feel like you know a lot of reasons i mean i'm, I'm sure there are some valid reasons out there but if someone just you have some some new signee that gets beat out by some people and didn't actually want to sit for a year in red shirt so he's like oh, i'll just go leave and go play somewhere else um not the biggest fan of that you know I feel like if you make a commitment you got to stick to it you got to do it that way um but going to the NIL oh, I, I love that you know it, it's I felt like there's plenty of opportunities and and ways to you know management I feel like there's still legally speaking there's there's still some language that could be added to make it better uh, I'm sure it's just a loose cannon right now because that's pretty much how anything is when it when a program first starts being implemented per se. Um, but I think it's extremely great that, you know, you can finally have players start making money off of, you know, their name, their brand. Um, so that's definitely really good. Yeah. It's pretty interesting to hear a different athletes opinion on it because like Zach, Zach brought up how like, and um, Zach and a bunch of people that we've interviewed before brought up how it's like, you can blow your knee out your junior year and you'll never play football or touch the ball again but you have this money to fall back on to start your life. Yeah. So like in your case, you know, it's go back to school, become a lawyer, you know, you can stay fed and stuff, stuff like that. And then Zach's, you know, Zach's thing is he's being a realtor. So he can start that up. You know, it would have been a lot easier if he could have had money to kind of kickstart it and stuff like that. So it's super interesting. Me personally, I love it. Do I think it needs to be regulated a little bit yeah. more? Yeah. I, I think so. Absolutely. Transfer portal. I could talk hours about just because yeah. of like the frustrating things the things that I understand stuff like that but it's it's really interesting do you do you personally do you think you know if you got beat out for your job do you think you would have left just like in a hypothetical situation no no um I mean I'm I've played my freshman year but I still didn't play that much uh me and Aaron Rupkowski were almost splitting time I guess you could say um so you know I again I definitely wouldn't have done that um but you know some some people just feel differently some people want to do different things and I mean I I see why they do but again that's just not something I would ever do no 100 percent and you were um 
I was wondering if we could just touch back on like your recruiting process. Cause I think you were, you were recruited by Houston and Nevada and Boise mm-hmm. state. What was yeah. your leading to factor into coming to OU? I mean, it's, you know, prestigious university, like, wow, it's the university of Oklahoma, but like, was there a particular conversation you had where you just, you went, you know, talked and, you know, you just prayed about it, whatever. And it was like, okay, this is what I want to do or. You know, not really. Um, it it kind of boiled down to, like I said, when, when coach Soups called me, it's kind of, you don't, you don't say no to Bob Soups. Um, that's kind of what, what, what flipped me there. Um, you know, it's, look at look at his legacy look at his look what he built look at his tradition he's in the college football hall of fame now obviously so um it was one of those where you that's just a name you don't say no to yeah and then um you know on the topic of bob stoops you know uh me and christian both were down at the alamo bowl this year and and seeing that that talk about how awesome that was and not too many universities can say that you know a coach leaves and then bam you got you know as a backup a hall of famer that'll step in and, and, you know, hold the program together and just talk about that and what, what your thoughts were when he, you know, decided to, to do that. And then, you know, ultimately they had to, you know, say, Bob, you're going to take this, this bowl money, you know, and, uh, you know, as, as, a, as a thanks for this. But, you know, just talk about that and, and, and how that, you know, speaks to your recruiting. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't surprise me one bit. You know, that, that's the kind of guy that Bob is. Um, He's, he's extremely stand up, all class, um, nothing fraudulent about it. So, I mean, when he did that, it, it didn't surprise me one bit. And you're right, you know, it's, there's not a lot of people out there, a lot, not a lot of programs that can fall back on someone like that, you know, with his, with his history. Um, I think it was a great move for the, tran- the transition of, of head coaches as well. You know, having, again, him out of anybody, you come in and, and do that type of thing. I, I think it just speaks volumes about his, his character. Um, and obviously just tried to get this, tried to get this program back on his feet. And, and I think he did a fantastic job on it. Yeah. So your thoughts on, on, on the future of, of sooner, sooner football and, and how are, how excited are you to have coach Venables as the, as the head coach? And what do you, what do you see moving forward there? Yeah. I mean, I, I see, we, we are extremely successful. I, I mean, I was seeing some some stuff on Twitter that it, this is what our one of our highest re- rated recruiting rankings number uh, eight, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. You and know? I mean, look at all the stuff we went through the last past, there the past couple months. I mean, I think what he's done already speaks speaks volumes about what he's about to do in the future. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm super excited for just to see it all unfold, and, and you know, it makes it even better, especially that I'm here in Norman. Um, so I kind of get a backseat to it and, and, and just kind of watch everything go down and um, super excited for the future of this team. I think we'll be extremely successful. Um, and, you know, there's just super high expectations for, I know not only within the program, but for everybody outside as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's super interesting. Cause when everything was going down, everyone was like panic, you know, panic mode. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And Bob just kind of said, Hey, you know, we're going to be all right. We're not going anywhere. And then for me personally, it, when he said that, I was like, okay, like decompress, yeah. like we're, we're good. And then you start seeing like all these guys, like, especially in the defensive side of the ball, we haven't seen that many like high talented defensive recruits in a really long time. And mm-hmm. so it was super refreshing. And then you get, you know, quarterbacks leave, go do what's best for them. And you get Dylan and it's like, okay, like we're good there. You know, like offensive line is going to be solid. Like, okay, now what's next? And you get these running back recruits and stuff like that. It's like, okay, like, 
we're good. You know, you got Turk coming back. So if you don't get the ball past the 20 yard line, he'll kick it to the five yard line. <laughs> so like we're good there. And then, you know, you got a new, you know, five-star kicker that's coming in. It's like, okay, we're good there. It's like, man, I think we're going to be solid. Like, I don't know what we were freaking out about, but it was yeah. super cool to just like see it go down. Cause it's like, you got your A&Ms that just nothing happened. They just recruited and they got the number one recruiting class and they had OU in scramble mode to recruit all the way to the eighth. It was like, I am so excited for when we get a normal year and a normal recruiting time to just go and recruit. Like, oh man, I'm so stoked. But I have one more question. I know you're kind of limited on time. Absolutely. What was your favorite memory playing for OU? It could be, me personally, it was your touchdown, the OSU game, 2017. Baker Mm -hmm. threw two, you know, wide open, you just walked right in the end. What was your favorite memory? My favorite, I mean, it's really two when people ask me that. And, and the first one is 2016 Iowa State when, uh, you know, Joe and Samaja were hurt. So I got to play running back. And, and you know, that that was just every fullback's dream, basically. Um, it was uh, it, it was super fun, you know, just to be able to step in for my team like that and have Coach Stoops, uh, you know, trust me to basically do that. Um, that. That was fantastic. And then the other one's got to be 2017 Ohio State. We won in Columbus. Um, I had about 100 yards receiving. I had a, a great touchdown. And, you know, I, I think it was – we were number five. They were number two. And college game day atmosphere, you know, it's nighttime. Crowds roaring. And, and, you know, there's no better feeling than just going into someone else's stadium and just shutting them up. And, yeah. you know, that's what we did. And it, and it was so fun. You know, that that's a, those are two memories that I'll definitely never forget. Yeah, so a favorite memory of mine, and without getting too – too sentimental or too sappy. So my mom, who passed away in 2019 of, of cancer, you were her, her favorite player. And she, that, in man. 2017, when she got diagnosed and everything like that, her and my dad always picked a favorite player every year. Mm-hmm. And for, like, your whole career at OU, you were her guy. And, like, she was like, I can't wait till Saturday to watch 36. Man, I love him. I love his attitude, what he was doing. So that's, that's – awesome, and, and a whole – you know, spectrum, I could pull out different plays, but for me, you know, my, I always, when I think of you, I think of my mom and how, mm-hmm. how special you were to, to her. So um, awesome. kudos to you for that. So no, absolutely. You know, I, and that's the thing is I, I didn't do anything special. I didn't change who I was. Um, you know, what everyone saw is what I am. And so I'm, I'm proud of that. And I'm, I'm proud to have represented the university of Oklahoma in a positive way. Were you a part of the circle of planting the flag in the middle of the field after that Ohio State one? I was not. I was not. <laughs> I was. I was watching from afar. You're just like, oh man, like yeah. they really do. I gotta, oh, it's I happening. Go. So yeah, just go do your thing, bake, right? <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was watching from afar. There you go. Well, that's awesome. Well, Dimitri, we do appreciate your time, man. You're always welcome over here on the Chris and Drew show. And if you ever want to come back, bring a couple of buddies by all means and good luck you know as far as your law your law degree and everything else and if we can ever do anything to help you man just reach out you got us in the dms so we'll help you any way we can absolutely i appreciate yeah. it hey thanks so much for joining us absolutely absolutely that's been everything for the anything OU podcast on the chris and drew show hope everybody enjoyed our special guest and drew you got anything you want to leave the people with Hey, as always, thank you so much for your support, for your likes, for your follows, everything like that. Go hit us up on our Twitter page at anything OU. Um, hit that. Go to go to uh, go to the YouTube page. Go go subscribe. Hit that hit that bell for notifications, and and uh, we'll see you again in the next interview. Boomer, sooner. Ah. <laughs>